Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Food, Family, and Philanthropy. I'm Michael Nathanson, and I'm going to be your host today. I just wanted to start off by doing a quick intro and just telling you about why I'm doing this podcast. So I love food. I love my family. I love sports, and I love giving back to the community. And I wanted to set up a podcast where I could talk about those things and bring on some awesome guests that will share the same type of values or maybe even different values, and we can have great conversations about it. So I think it's very important, and I really want to connect with others who love giving back as well to see what they do, what their passions are, and what we can do together to help make a better world. So I am so excited for this, and this is the first episode I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous. However, I know it's going to be great. We have an amazing guest today, and I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. Before we get into that, I'm going to give you just a quick update on the real estate market. So I am Michael Nathanson, team leader of the Nathanson Brothers Real Estate Team with Remax Services. I have been selling real estate locally for almost 17 years now. I know I don't look old enough for that, but yes, almost 17 years. And I just wanted to talk briefly about it. I know people love talking about real estate. Nobody wants to hear me talk about it. But I just wanted to give a quick update just so you know who I am and what I do. So I'm going to do that quickly and then we're going to bring on this awesome, awesome guest. So what I did is I just pulled up some statistics from Palm Beach County on all single family homes. So I'm going to tell you very quickly. What I'll do is I'll tell you the numbers between March of 2022 and March of 2023 in a couple of different categories. So first off, March of 2022, there were 1,475 single-family homes for sale in Palm Beach County. March of 2023, 3,355. That is a 227% increase. Kind of crazy. The number of properties sold, March of 2022, 1,449. And 2023, 1,234. That's a 15% decrease. Under contract, 2022, 1,522, 1,422 in 23. That's a 7% decrease. Months of inventory of closed sales. So this basically tells us how quickly things are selling. March of 2022, one month, which is crazy. As of 2023, it's 2.7 months. That's a 270% increase. Sold price to list price ratio. So what did you list at and what did you sell at? March of 2022 was at 97%. March of 2023, believe it or not, only 89%. That is an 8% decrease. Average days on market, 2022 was 33. And as of March of 2023, it was 58. That's a 75% increase. So I just wanted to give you some quick statistics just so you could hear about it. If you ever have any questions, I love to chat about it. This is what I do. So please feel free to reach out. Now, I want to get into the nitty gritty here. I want to bring out this amazing guest. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about him first, and then I'll bring him on screen. So this person is honestly the greatest person I've met in my entire life. This person would do anything for anyone. He doesn't discriminate, doesn't care where you come from, what you believe in, just an all around good person. I've known him actually most of, no, I think my entire life I have known this person. uh, We actually grew up in the same house. My first guest wouldn't have anyone else, I don't care who called, my brother, my best friend, and your mortgage man, Dan, 
I would like to bring out Dan Nathanson. Come on, brother. That's me. Let him just get his headphones on and we'll get this party started. I'm starting. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, dude. Yeah, thank you uh, for, for having me. Yeah, like I said, there would be no one else I would have other than I, you. I'm your number one fan. I'm the proud brother of the world's greatest drummer of the band 49 Fingers. You talking about the Podfather? Oh, the Podfather? Yeah. That's uh, me. I kind of dig this guy. Thank you so much, dude. I, I'm so happy to be doing this to help spread the word, the good word, and like I said, so happy to have you here with me, man. Thank, Thank you. you. So we're going to go over some stuff today. We're going to ask you some questions. We're going to chit-chat about some stuff. Uh, I got a nice outline here, so we're going to go over it. So I'm going to refer to my notes every now and then. I may even take some. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is one of my favorite things on the planet, and that's food. Mm. So my question to you is, Dan Nathanson, what, and, and by the way, my brother, it is so hard to get a straight answer out of this guy. But I'm going to put him on the spot. I will give you What answer. is your favorite local restaurant? My favorite local restaurant? Honestly, it's an easy choice. Yeah? Because I would say overall my favorite food is pizza. Mm, I like pizza. I love pizza. Um, and as a matter of fact, we're going to have it tonight. I can't wait. Did you, can, did, did you tell people why or can I tell people why? Go ahead, dude. Today is my baby brother's birthday. Oh, stop it. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, for his birthday, I asked, what do you want to do? What do you want to eat? And honestly, he chose my favorite restaurant. So for birthday dinner tonight, we are getting Ra Ra's Pizza and Wings. Our friend Samir Changela owns that restaurant, and it happens to be our favorite. Dude. The best. The best pizza, in, not even in town, best pizza I've ever had. And by the way, I go to conferences around the country, yep. and typically what I do is I rent a car, and I go find a little hole-in-the-wall pizza place. Yep. I look everywhere. This is the best pizza I've ever had. Two, two Detroit styles. style, and New York style. Oh my God, the best. Unbelievable. That's my favorite local restaurant. Nice. Well, thank you, dude. So I understand that's your favorite restaurant. Do you have a favorite dish from a local restaurant? It doesn't have to be from Rara's, from somewhere else. I mean, sometimes you go to a restaurant, you know, people go to a what, Bonefish Grill and they get the Bang Bang Shrimp. That's their favorite. It may not be their favorite restaurant, but mm -hmm. that's their favorite. I mean, is there a dish mm. locally that is your favorite? Well, in case you can't tell, I do enjoy eating. True that. Uh, the first thing that popped into my head might be something a little bit uh, unexpected. It's the uh, the turkey Reuben at Skillets. Wow. Uh, it is a good Reuben. Uh, it is really good. You're I, welcome, by the way. Thank you. Uh, but just so you know, I've been ordering turkey Reubens like most For, of my life, yeah. and he finally caught on. Yeah, it's so good. But Skillets, yeah. great place that's opened up. Man, that that location by Powerline mm -hmm. and Palmetto, they've... Uh, They've had trouble keeping restaurants there. Mm -hmm. I hope this one lasts, yeah, man. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. So to stay in line with food, do you have a favorite out-of-town restaurant? 100%. Awesome. You want to know what it is? I think I know what it is, but I want to hear. Okay. How about this? I'm going to write it down and you tell me if I'm right. Okay. Can you read my writing? I can read I can barely writing. read my writing. I can read writing. writing, and that is not it. I will tell you my favorite restaurant right now. What's that? The favorite restaurant is Alice's Mandarin Taste. Oh, God. Chinese food, Sharon Center, Mass or Sharon, Massachusetts. This is like drop. porn for me, by the way. Food is the best. Yeah. It's the, it's the best restaurant ever. There's no better Chinese food anywhere. I don't care where you're from. And we were so blessed to grow up in this town, yeah. Sharon, Massachusetts, that has the best Chinese food yeah. on the planet. And the owner, she's an amazing businesswoman. Alice is amazing. the best. If, if we walked in there today, and we've been out of Massachusetts now 20 years, 
if we walked in there, she would say, Dan, do you want me to put the crab rangoons in? Michael, do you want the scallion pancakes and wings? Like she knows us. Yeah. Smart woman. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I think you probably just answered the question, but out of town favorite dish. Mm. Crab rangoons and I wrote and it down already. Yeah, crab rangoons and Alice's. The, the, it's so dumb that there's these little things, but they're amazing. Yeah, I mean, we grew up in Sharon, Massachusetts. I spent my whole life there. I know you lived in California before mm-hmm. I was born. Uh, we used to go there on half days of school. We would rush down to Alice's, go get some crab rangoons. Oh, my God. The crab rangoons in Florida suck, they just do. so you know. In these, comparison. Well, they just suck overall, but in comparison as well. Uh, man, I miss those crab rangoons. Maybe we should take a trip. Let's go to Alice's. Alice, bring them to us. Mm, oh. We actually asked her mm. if she would sell us the recipes so we could open one down here, yeah. and she refuses to yeah. do it, unfortunately. We'll keep trying them. So food is a wonderful topic. I love it. I love it. I love it. I eat almost every day, sometimes almost two or three times mm. a day, sometimes sometimes more. <laughs> But lunch one, lunch two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I've been known to have pre-dinner. an afternoon Big Mac. Yeah, pre-dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so now let's move on to another topic that is a something that my life is a it's a huge part of my life. It always has been. It was a huge connection between mom mm-hmm. and me, and I have this connection with one of my children as well. And that connection is sports. Sports, it is. Man, I have played sports. Watch sports, enjoy sports, now coach sports since I'm about four years old. Mm-hmm. And you still play. And I still play. Not that well anymore, but I still play. Mm-hmm. Still pretty good. So my question to you is, and I mean, I already know the answer to this one. Favorite sports team? Boston Red Sox. Is there another team? Boston Red Sox. That's it. Yeah, I love it. Listen, uh, so in my household, other than FAU basketball, go yeah, Owls. Go Owls. Uh, all Boston. If you don't love Boston, you're out of my house. That's, mm-hmm. that's how it works. I yep. told my wife and both my boys. Yep. So Boston Red Sox. Awesome. Here's one that I didn't tell you I was going to ask you. Okay. What is the coolest sports moment that you have witnessed in person? Coolest sports moment. Yeah, the clock is ticking, right? Well, <laughs> listen, the first thing that popped in my head, it's super sappy to say on your first podcast on your birthday I'll say this, my favorite sports moment has to do with my favorite sports team and my favorite person. Who's that? The Boston Red Sox won the World Series. My brother and I were at Boston's on the beach in Delray Beach watching, crying, hugging. It was, it's so dumb that that had an effect on me and still does, but it was amazing. I will never forget that day. There was a full moon. It was. Do you remember that? There was a full moon. We're at Boston's on the beach. Mm -hmm. When they won that game, it was what? Uh, Keith Folk to Doug Mankiewicz. Mm. He got the grounder, threw it to first. 2004. 2004, yeah. Right? We hugged each other and cried. Yep. That's how much passion yeah. we have. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting like emotional yeah. now thinking I'm about it. I'm tearing up. Don't look. <laughs> Although it's very tough to get me to cry. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> Two big tough guys. Man, what a great moment. Yeah. You know, cool. that's, I was trying to think of mine. That's not the one I thought of. Yeah. I've had many cool sports moments Paul in my Pierce life. Paul Pierce hitting the winning shot last second. Well, that was a real cool one, too. That's not it either. Do I reveal it today? That's up to you. It's your podcast. Do what you want. It is? All right. My favorite sports moment. Well, I'll share it with my favorite person. Right. My favorite sports moment in person was in 2008, June 17th. I know because it's dad's birthday. Dad's birthday. My good friend, Amit, who lives up in Boston. Yep. So it's 2008. 
I just had my first son in March. This is June 17th. New parent. No clue what the F I'm doing. Mm -hmm. My friend Ahmed called me. Celtics are in the championship against the Lakers. Game six. We're up three to two in the series. My friend Amit calls me and says, hey, dude, I got one extra ticket to the game. So cool. He called me on June 16th. I got one extra ticket to the game tomorrow. Can you make it? So my wife. You have a good Don't let me. We can't talk too much about her. But I'm going to say something. Good. So my wife is from Brazil. Where she grew up, nobody cared about basketball. Now it's grown a lot more over the years, but nobody cared about basketball. And she's not a huge sports fan either. I went to my wife, begged. I said, honey. I know we have a newborn. I know we have no clue what we're doing. I'm telling you, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Please, 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 can I go to Boston? Mm -hmm. And she said, of course. Isn't that good? Because she's the best. I'm very lucky. Again, I hope she's not listening. I don't want her head to swell. Yeah, it's all right. I tell her anyways. We kind of like her a little bit. So I flew up to Boston. I was there for less than 24 hours. And I got to witness the Boston Celtics win an NBA championship. I was at the game. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm getting emotional yeah. now just thinking about it. The the feeling in that arena with, I mean, I don't know how many people it holds there, yeah. 30,000, yeah, maybe 20,000, like whatever it is. It was electric, man. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the coolest sports experience I've ever had. And I've been For to sure. playoff games. I've been to all sports. That stands out as the number one sports moment mm-hmm. in person. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about it Amazing, brings back right? such great memories. Amazing. Yeah, cool. So what else about sports? You want to talk about sports? Oh, did the Celtics? I think I think the Celtics knocked out the Atlanta Hawks last night, did they that, not? That might have just happened. I believe they did, going on to play Philly. Sixers are going down. Mark that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am so excited. I love my sports. And so the cool thing is my younger son, Jacob, I think you may know I him. I met him. Uh, is a huge sports fan like I am, and basketball is his sport. Mm-hmm. Not only is he an amazing player, this kid amazes me every time he steps out on the court. And I coach him on two different teams, actually about to be three. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I find the time to do it. But uh, when he first started playing, and he loves, actually, so it depends what mood he's in. He either loves when I tell the story or hates mm-hmm. when I tell the story. When he first started, he was terrible. terrible. I mean, terrible. You terrible. know there's that kid on the team that you're like, why the hell is this kid here? It was bad. So he used to play defense, and he would pretend he was a dinosaur. There were kids that would run up to him, and he would go, Rah! Oh yeah. And that was his defense. Yep. Well, I kind of pushed him to, to keep at it a little bit. And one day, it was probably his third or fourth season. I mean, it was a while in. His third or fourth season playing basketball, he hit his first shot. Cool, right? And as a dad, that was amazing. As a coach, that is the coolest thing. Because what I've found from coaching for years now is that when that happens, you see a change in the kid. And that's mm-hmm. not just my kid. This is all the kids. Every time. I coach. And by the way, my second favorite thing to be called, other than daddy, is coach. To me, it mm-hmm. warms my heart. So cool. I get called coach all the time. What's up, coach? Hey, coach. What's yep. up, coach? I love it. So as a coach, when I get to see these kids hit their first shot and see that change, it, it, it's it's such a beautiful, beautiful, emotional thing. And it changed him that day. And mm-hmm. he got obsessed. Then, uh, gosh, I don't know how many years later. A couple of years later. He's 10 years old now. So this was... Two years ago, so I host this really cool charity basketball event. You know, we're going to talk about charity stuff, but I'll, I'll just mention this now, called Shoot for a Change. And it's a basketball charity event that helps raise money for the YMCA and their financial assistance program. We'll talk about all that financial assistance stuff later and why 
I have such a passion for the YMCA. But so I'm hosting this event. I tried to do it for years and they shut me down. Finally, I was able to convince them to let me put it together with their help, of course. The YMCA is the best. So in the middle of COVID, right? So what year is this? 2023? So it was 2020 in, I think it was October that year. I think it was. We put together our first shoot for a change. First year, it was a one-day event. We had a free-throw shooting contest for the younger children and a three-point shooting contest for, I think it was like ages 11 and up, mm-hmm. 12 and up maybe. We had 60 people, six zero people participate in the middle of COVID awesome. when you know everybody's wearing masks and, and if you, God forbid, you cough in, in public, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you get kicked out of wherever you yep. are. So we had 60 people show up. We raised about $5,000 in one day. And I was like, holy crap, this was amazing. so cool. The vibe of that event was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, year two, my son went in and did the free throw shooting contest. Now, he had started playing a little better at basketball, but he was just kind of middle to bottom of the team, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Well, he went out, and not only did he win his division, he demolished he the competition. It. I killed it. I, I don't even know. He killed hit it. 32 free throws in a minute and a half. The next closest was like 16. Yeah. He killed it and won. And from that point on, <laughs> sorry. From that point on, he was obsessed. Mm-hmm. He watches videos all the time. We watch games together. He plays. He lives and breathes basketball. And I love that I'm able to share that with mm-hmm. him. It is such a special bond. And it's transformed into going to watch again. Go Owls. Go Owls. FAU men's and women's basketball mm-hmm. teams. We're season ticket holders. Yep. We were before the before they got yeah. really good. Just this, so is coming, this is coming up on our third year. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't remember where I was going with that, but God, it's just such a special thing to be able to share mm-hmm. with with Jacob. Yeah. Uh, so now, I mean, I think I know the answer to this stuff, but maybe you'll tell some of the listeners here. I want to talk about family a little bit. Family. So tell me a little bit about your family. Hmm, so let me tell you about my family. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Okay. So uh, from Massachusetts. Me too. Get out. I, Shit. Well, yeah. Parents, Bob and Barbara. Pretty funny. Wow. We have the same parents. Uh, yeah, grew up in Massachusetts. Uh, as a kid, when I was two, you know, I don't really remember, but mom and dad and I drove across the country to California. We lived in the Los Angeles area for about five, six years. Mm-hmm. Drove back across the country. Anything significant going on in the country when you drove back? Well, there was the blizzard of 1978. I've heard about it. I'm a little bit old. Before my time. Before your time. Uh, we call those the good old days. <clears throat> I know. Anyway, yeah, the blizzard came. Uh, we drove through the blizzard. I mean, in Texas, roads were closed. It was absolutely crazy. And I remember still at, at whatever, seven, eight years old, driving into Massachusetts with the snow drifts higher than the van we were in. I mean, it was absolutely nuts. And I, don't, I remember that van, by yeah, the way. The green. Not, the green. Yeah, it was awesome. That thing was cool. Ford Econoline. It was a great, great van. And uh, ended up moving to Sharon, Massachusetts. Nice. Then the, my, my best friend was born. Um, you call me the beautiful mistake? The beautiful mistake. You call yourself that. <laughs> I don't think you're beautiful. That was pretty good, huh? Asshole. Uh, don't say asshole. It's your podcast. All right. Uh, and yeah, so my, my baby brother was born. I mean, it, listen, I, I fed him the day he came home from the hospital. I tell people, right? Pizza, I, right? Yeah, pizza. <laughs> you know, I've, I've changed your diapers, and the expectation is that one day you'll change mine. Uh, I got you, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and again, so grew up in Sharon, Massachusetts. It was awesome. You know, mom and dad, and we had grandma and grandpa close by when they moved back from the, the Caribbean, from Antigua. I mean, we just have, we have a small 
close family. Yeah. Moved to uh, Florida. I can't remember. I think it's like 20 years ago. I think you're at 21. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. I, I think I'm at 20. Yeah. I came about a year after you. Yeah, I don't recall. But I had just gotten... Slow. Yeah. I had just gotten divorced. Uh, Mom and dad said they wanted to talk to me. I thought I was going to get a lecture on something because, right, they had been together since, what, they were 16 and 13? Yeah. And they said, hey, I think we're moving to Florida. And I went, mm, cool, me too. And, you know, I'm freshly divorced, let's go make a change. Came down here, have been in Boca Raton since. You came down for a visit, right, six months after. We won't talk about the girlfriend I We won't talk about it. Before my she was at, she was cool. She was cool. Uh, but, you know, came down for a visit and then moved down another six months later. And yeah. since then, we've been here in Boca and just... Loving, loving living in Florida. God, it's the best. The best. Every single day. I I hear my brother say it all the time. I see see flowers in bloom every day. It's just happy. Yeah. It's beautiful. By the way, my brother and I hang out too much. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I know what he's going to say like nine and a half out of ten times before he says it. Right back at you, kiddo. I know. I know. I'm predictable. Mm -hmm. It's all good, though. Uh, I I feel so fortunate that you guys made the move down here, which gave me the opportunity to move down here because, man... You know, we, we all go through shit in our lives and my life was in the toilet before I moved down here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, we'll get into it at another time. I don't feel like crying on my first podcast. Mm-hmm. But I went through some shit, man. And when I moved down here, uh, our parents welcomed me into their home, stayed with them, started to build a life, worked over at the Cheesecake Factory in mm-hmm. Boca, had made some amazing friends that I'm yep. still friends with. I mean, yeah, we just saw we this saw, week. We saw the Valentis this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like good dudes. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then I eventually met my wife. Well, well, she wasn't my wife at the time. No, she was a terrible server at the Olive Garden on Powerline and Palmetto. Terrible, terrible. I'll get into that story at some point too. Uh, and just blessed with two children. So I talked about Jacob. I just want to talk about. Mikey a little yeah, bit, obviously. Michael Jr., mm-hmm. Mikey, yeah. Mikeito. Mm-hmm. This kid is so special. Man, I mean, he's always been smart, yeah. right? Smart, 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 great. All of a sudden, in fifth grade, he was cast in the play at school, uh, Shrek the Musical. Shrek the Musical. And my boy played Donkey. And I have to tell you, I mean, I can still picture it. He, I know he's not the star of the show, but... He was the star of the 100%. show. He was amazing. How many times did we watch it? Because we recorded the Yeah, we helped out the school and, and recorded it for them. So we got to see it five or ten yeah. times. And oh my God, that kid was amazing. Now, unfortunately, he didn't really like the acting part. Right. But what he did like was the singing part. And one day he came to uh, Lydia and I and said, I want to go to Bach. And for those of you who don't know, Bach is a special school uh, in West Palm Beach that is special for the arts. So kids go there, whether it's singing, communications, dancing, musical instruments, and they like practice this stuff during the day. Like it is such yeah. a cool school. So um, it's in West, did I mention it's in West Palm West Beach? Palm we Beach. live in Boca Raton. That's like a 30, 40 minute drive. Mm-hmm. I said, dude, I can't drive you to school every day. So I said, first I said, no, sorry, sorry. you are not going to Buck. Mm-hmm. And then I talked with my wife, you know, I'm a new parent. I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody knows what they're doing as parents. But we talked and we said, let's let them fail. Right? Failing is good for you. Mm-hmm. Failing helps you grow as a person. I fail all the time. You can ask my wife or my brother <laughs> or my we kids all, or anybody who knows me. We all do. Uh, and I said, let's let him fail. And he went and he tried out for school. And by the way, to get into the school, you have to audition to be put into a lottery. Mm-hmm. Like it's so yeah, hard to, it's get tough into. to get into. So we get the call. 
he got in. And to be honest with you, when he went, he, he could sing a little bit. Yeah, he was okay. He, he wasn't great. He was okay. Well, he went and he practiced. And I know I, I've told him before, I think, but we basically get a concert every night. When this kid takes a shower. I love it. First off, he takes like 30-minute showers every single day. He's 15. And he sings. And we get, sometimes my wife and I just stand outside of the door and listen to yeah. him. It's so much fun. This kid's voice has grown and grown and grown. And just just to let you know, the reason why, one of the reasons I didn't want him going to that school is because I learned from mom. I'm a helicopter parent. Mm -hmm. Okay. All I care about is protecting my family and those I care about. Yep. And to go to this school, he would have to take a train, the tri-rail, every day. Yep. That's why I said no, to be honest with you. But he got in and we said, okay, God, we have to give a little bit of a leash at some point, you know, let Mm -hmm. the leash go a little bit. Yep. So we let him go. Now he's a freshman in high school. By the way, didn't we talk about, okay, well, you go on the car in front of him and I'll go in the car behind him on yeah. the train to make sure he's okay. Yeah. Like we're, now, we're cuckoo. They have like two chaperones yeah. on the train for the nine billion kids that are on yeah. there, but that didn't make me feel that great, yeah. but a little bit better. Yeah. So we let him go. And man, this kid's voice, holy crap. He uh, agreed to sing the national anthem to start my uh, shoot for a change basketball event last year. And oh my God, I was in tears. This kid's voice, holy shit. He has blossomed into this amazing, amazing singer. And by the way, that's not even the best thing about him. He's got a great sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you a quick story about something that happened this past summer. So, I mean, I've talked about the YMCA. We're very involved at the YMCA. I'm on the board. I play basketball there. I coach basketball there. I think I'm on 400 committees there. I use the e-gym there, obviously. (laughs) Um, uh, So this past summer, he wanted to go to camp, teen camp, which is fun. Mm -hmm. And we said, no. They have a program there called LITs, Leaders in Training, where it really helps these kids blossom into our future leaders. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, my wife and I thought it was very important. So we talked about it and we ended up compromising. My son's a very... (laughs) Stubborn. Should be a lawyer. Mm. Very stubborn. Great negotiator sometimes. Uh, God, he's going to listen to this. No, he's terrible at it, by Mm. the way. Uh, We agreed to let him work as an LIT for the first half of the summer. And then the second half of the summer, he could be a... uh, Just... A camper. Right. Go to the team camp. I remember those conversations. They were... It was not fun. They were not pleasant. It was not pleasant. So he goes and starts. Well, he, you know, he grew up in the Y, so he knows all the people there. By the way, I refer to the YMCA as the Y all the time. So the Y. <laughs> Clarify. Yeah. Um, so he went there and he interviewed and they accepted him. And I don't remember the exact reasoning why, but they ended up. So first time LITs uh, never, ever get put with special needs kids. Mm-hmm. That's usually the seasoned people. Well, for some reason, oh, I think he had a friend working there or something, maybe Abby, and he wanted to work with her. So um, he ended up getting put with the special needs kids where he would help out over there. And right away, there was a change in him. Instant. He fit in. The kids listened to him. He started feeling a connection to these kids. It was cool. And it was so cool. And I, I remember this. We went on a quick vacation to Tampa. Mm-hmm. We were driving down that highway by the water. You were in the car too. And 
it, the, the first half of summer just ended. We were away for the weekend. We were getting ready to go back, and he was going to go as a camper. Well, he uh, asked us, Mommy, Daddy, would it be okay if I worked the second half of the summer too? So cool. So before he changed his mind, I called Mr. James <laughs> and said, dude, cancel that, that camp thing. Yeah. He's going to work. When I say work, he didn't get paid, just so you know. Yeah. But uh, he's going to work with the special needs kids. And he finished the summer with them. And by the way, LIT of the summer. Right. It he was, won LIT of the summer of all the LITs. amazing. My boy, Michael Nathanson so Jr. So proud. Yeah. I don't remember why I got off on that whole. Well, you were just talking about Mikey and you told yeah. a story about but last summer. It was very cool. So, you know, we've gone over the whole family thing. So now I want to get to something that is so near and dear to me. This is giving back. So I get asked all the time, just so you know, I get up at like 5.36 every morning and I go, 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 go until like 9 or 10, 10, 9 or 10 o'clock mm-hmm. almost every single day. People ask me all the time, how the hell do you do this? And my response is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just do. So... I want to talk about philanthropy now. For those of you who don't know what philanthropy is, it's basically giving back, helping out the yep. community. What doesn't have to be raising money, can be giving time, volunteering. I'm a huge proponent. So I talk about this with my children. When my brother and I grew up, we were like the poorest kids in town, mm-hmm. right? However, we never went without. Our parents scraped together and bought the smallest house in the best town so we could have a great education. Yep. And I'm Clear- so thankful. Clearly, I'm education. so thankful. That they did that. It helped mold us mm-hmm. into what we are today. Uh, so where was I going with that? Help me out here. I was talking about- Philanthropy, philanthropy. why it's so important to you. Right. So, oh, thank you. So like I talked to my family about, we are by no means rich, whatever that means. But we are so much better off than mm-hmm. others that we can give a little bit of money and a whole bunch of time mm-hmm. and really make a difference in people's lives. Yep. So so I really set out to find something that I was passionate about. And something and by the way, whatever you're passionate about is right. Just because this is what I love doesn't mean that's what you have to mm-hmm. love. I love making sure that children are good. Children shouldn't yep. have to suffer because of things that go on. It doesn't mean I don't care about seniors and cancer right, or I animals promise you or whatever. I promise you, but children are my thing. And so my older son, Michael, he's, like you said before, he's stubborn. He can be tough sometimes. Mm -hmm. And when he first started going to the YMCA, by the way, we found the YMCA because we were looking for swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. And we, it turned out we lived like across the street. Didn't even know it was there to be honest with you. It's like hidden back. So we went and we met this guy named Mr. James, James Rodriguez. And this man changed my life. Yep. He really, there's hundreds of kids there at any given time, especially in the summer, that he would take the time to talk to my son, to understand my son, mm-hmm. to help my son become a better person. Yep. And I've got to say, Mr. James, I hope you watch this, but because of that, you are the reason why I'm so involved in the YMCA. 100%. You're an amazing human. I'm tearing up right now just thinking about you, dude. You're an amazing human, and what you do for our world has a ripple effect, yep. and you are making a difference. Yep. So thank you. And because of you, I'm part of the YMCA. Yep. So I'm going to tell my story quickly about the YMCA, and then we'll get into to your stuff. So I really, I didn't even know what it meant, but I was told by someone, you should get on the board. You can make a difference there. The board of directors for the YMCA. So I went and I had an interview. I'm not going to talk about names because I don't want to talk trash about anybody. 
But I was told to my face, Michael, you are not influential enough to be on our board. Mm -hmm. My heart was broken. Yeah, that sucked. I remember that. That sucked. I actually pulled back a little bit from Mm -hmm. the Y. Yeah, I I remember. I stopped. You know, they have their annual giving campaign, their fundraiser. I didn't help the next year. Yep. It broke my heart, but I didn't do it. Well, this person that told me that eventually got promoted. They left. And (laughs) I think it was the same day. Brian Hunt and James Rodriguez called me and said, dude, we need you back here. We need you. We need your energy. So awesome. Will you join the board? So I went through my process and I got in. I was back and I was, I'm so thankful that those calls were made. Uh, I've now been on the board for about three, just over three years, but mm-hmm. I've been involved for six or seven years no, at this point. Um, so my thing is, is I want to make sure that no matter what's going on at home, you know, parents getting divorced, mom or dad loses a job, whatever it is, somebody passes away, whatever it may be, that no child should have to miss playing sports, going to get aftercare, uh, swimming lessons, anything like that. Their YMCA life should not change. So I'm going to tell you a quick statistic that most people probably don't understand, right? Everybody thinks Boca Raton, the land of the rich. Mm. Everybody's got million-dollar mansions yeah. on the ocean. And I'm here to tell you that one in four people that walk through that door at the YMCA has some sort of financial assistance, mm. okay? One in four. And such a cool thing is you will never know who they are, yeah. right? So uh, it's not just, hey, I need money. Can you sponsor me? They do have a process to make sure you qualify for the financial assistance, which is fair. But that's why I fight, because I don't want those kids to not be able to play basketball. Or, for example, this past summer, we had 10 foster children go to camp for all nine weeks yep. and not pay one penny. Amazing. That is because of the work that we do. That would never have happened had we not raised that money. So it is so near. I mean, just think about what that could do for their lives. It might change the whole course of they their entire lives. Mr. James. Yeah. Right. And, and Jenna. And yes. it's just, it's just these amazing people. Correct. They never would have had that if it wasn't for things like Shoot for a Change yep. that raises money. Buy La Comigo, yep. which is coming up next week, by the way. Mm-hmm. Love uh, Everything. Inspiration Breakfast. We have these amazing events. And by the way, you don't have to go to an event. You can just... Stroke a check. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with donate. that. So speaking of that, uh, when I set this podcast, again, it's philanthropies in the name. One of the things about this is I want to help bring awareness and help raise funds. So I'll be always looking for guests to come on the show. And if you are interested in becoming a guest, please just reach out. Uh, we can talk about it. But here's a catch. To come on my podcast, I need you to make a donation to the YMCA. So here's what I'm asking. When you come in, bring a check, bring cash. I don't care what it is. I will not disclose how much it is because I don't want it. That's personal. But I'm going to ask you to write a check to me. And then at the end of the year, I'm going to give a nice, big, hopefully super fat check to the YMCA to help more children. So did you happen to bring a check today, Danny? I did bring a check. You did? Well, fork it over, bro. Can can I write on the back of it so everybody sees how much it is? No. One billion dollars. So- my first guest, my first check. Thank you. Of course, man. It's my pleasure. Listen, you, you can be good and be emotional. And it's cool because the, the work, the time, the effort that you put in is appreciated by so many. Right? That's not why I do it. I, 
it's for it's for the kids, but it's not, but it's appreciated because people see it. People talk to me offline when you're not around. Once in, we're not together sometimes. <laughs> Once in a while we're not together, and people talk to me about it. Listen, what you're doing helps make a difference in our community. Helps make a difference for people, for kids, for. I mean, it's just it's awesome. So it's my pleasure to give. Thank you, and to support that because listen, how, world do, to me. how do you not how do you not support that passion to help people? Right. Thank that, you. That's what that's what we're here for. Wipe my eyes real quick so we can move forward. You're okay. You're good. Take a drink of water. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, man. So I want to talk to you about philanthropy a little bit more. Yes, sir. Tell me about, do you have a favorite charity? See, that's a great question. I do, and it's the YMCA, really, because it's the same thing. The way Mr. James affected Mikey affected my family, affected me. That is why I will do anything for the YMCA. And again, I love everybody else there, right? Everybody at the Y is amazing. Yeah. I've yet to meet a clunker. Yeah. Mr. James, though, just made such an impact on Mikey. I told you, he texted me the other day and said, hey, what are you doing? Uh, Or yesterday, he texted me, what are you doing on May 21st? And I said, you know, it was a Sunday, and I said... The only thing on my calendar is laundry. Where do you need me? What do you need? Because listen, if he said to me, hey, I need you to come help me move my house. I need you to come. I will do it for him because of the impact he makes. And it's the same thing you do. But so I love the YMCA. I'll do anything for the YMCA. And I'm actually, I'm searching for something else to give time, energy, and money to in addition to the Y. I don't know what it is yet. I'm I'm looking. Well, here's what I'm going to suggest. Watch my podcast. Yes. Because I'm going to have some great guests on here that may help you. Because again, just because it's my passion doesn't mean it has to be yours. Exactly. So I know the answer to this one, but I want to hear you say it. So are you involved with the YMCA at all? Who, me? Yeah. I am. I uh, I love to support the Y. I support you. I support uh, the other board members, right? Fernanda with Baila Conmigo. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, all of it. The Everything the YMCA does is fun, and it's my pleasure to to help and to support it. Awesome. Well, I think that's so wonderful. I want to tell you quickly, you know... On this podcast, I'm going to talk because talking about it just spreads the word. So I want to talk about uh, things that I've done recently as far as charity work. So, uh, well, I've got stuff coming up as soon as tomorrow, but that's not recent work. That's Mm -hmm. future work. So I'm going to talk about the last thing I did. I mean, I'm God, I'm at the YMCA all the time. All the time. But the last thing that I did over there to really give back. So again, we go back to Mr. James. He's hosted now for the last few years called a Teen Summit. So he brings in teenagers, not just local. And man, he's had some from all around the state. Mm -hmm. And he brings them in to help teach them life skills. And there's classes that go along with it. And I am so blessed and fortunate that Mr. James has asked me every time he's had one to teach a class. Yeah. So this last one, uh, you know, and he usually gives me the topic. He always says realty, which bothers me. Mm -hmm. Real estate, James. Mm -hmm. But uh, he he uh, asked me to teach about professionalism in the workplace. And, and I think the way you handled it was perfect. Thank you a lot. I like to think I'm not that smart it was that so often, but I came up with a good I come up with good ideas every now it and then. Really good. And my idea was I'm going to have other people write the class for me. Yep. So what I did was I made a post on social media and said, "What are some important things you think have have to do with professionalism professionalism in the workplace?" And I literally took that list and made a class out of it. So. Thank you to all my yep. people for helping with that. I really appreciate yeah, it. Was it. Awesome. So I was able to teach. I had I taught it twice, 
by the way, between coaching basketball teams on a Saturday, <laughs> yep. I'm very dedicated. Yep. I coached two teams at the YMCA, two basketball teams. Uh, between coaching, I was able to teach two times, and it was about 40 children total, about professionalism yep. in the workplace. And uh, it was an interactive class with prizes. Mm-hmm. So I knew with the prizes, I would get the kids yep. because sometimes you get them in there and it's teenagers, so 13 to 19 years old. They're awkward. Yeah. They don't know everybody. Correct. They don't want to talk. Who the hell is this old gray bearded guy? Mm-hmm. So I made it interactive. I made it a game. I broke them up into groups. I wouldn't let them sit with their friends. I broke them up into groups and we really had uh, a great talk about yeah. professionalism. We talked about things and um, it was awesome. Actually, my favorite one, I'm going to give a shout out to Jessica Bartell, mm. who's a personal injury attorney with yep. the Daniels Law Group. Yeah. If you don't work with Daniels, you don't get Jack. You don't get Jack. That's right. So Jessica, you gave me my favorite one, which was, don't ever put anything in writing. You don't want read at a deposition. Right. I thought that was beautiful. And Brilliant. I told the kids, well, it's a deposition. Listen, to explain what it meant. I used it yesterday. I talked to you about it before mm-hmm. I made a phone call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's... Uh, Awesome. And it was such a great class and so impactful. And Mr. James appreciates it. Yeah. Whether he does or he doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I'll still do it anyways. Like you said, if he called me at three in the morning and I'm said, there. I got a flat tire, can you help me? 100% I would there. be there. Yep. So that's what I want to talk about. Have you done any recent charity work? Yeah. I mean, we do stuff all the time. What's the thing we we just did? Uh, Healthy Kids Day. We did that at the YMCA. I mean, can we can we talk about what we're doing tomorrow? I mean that's future work, but well, we're still doing this it. This isn't this. The event's already going to happen when this recording comes out. Okay, so it'll be passed by the time somebody sees it. That's true. So go ahead and talk about. So it. we're working with uh, uh, Janelle Davis. Who's from, that? He's one of the stars of the men's FAU basketball team, and we are doing a food drive partnered with Janelle uh, of the Bo- Owl Collective, right? The Owl Collective and uh, YMCA for Boca Helping Hands, right? Yeah, and doing a food drive. To, to raise money, to raise food, to raise awareness. So excited. It's it's going to be cool. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Right, too. so we're taking up the front area, the front little parking lot of the YMCA. Yep. We're going to have a bounce house, food trucks, a DJ. It's going to be. And nice. People are bringing non-perishable foods. We're going to collect it. Janelle put this whole thing together. Yep. Thank you so much, and to his awesome sister, his sister. Janisha. What a right. beautiful soul that woman mm-hmm. is, man. She's cool. I've only met her like three times at this point, but. I love her. She's, She's a cool such an awesome person. Great, good person. The kind of person you want to surround, you know, you want in your yeah. life. Um, so that's awesome. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for all the help you give me. I mean, listen, I call my brother and I'm like, hey, dude, we got this going on. Can you be there? Yep. Just put it on the calendar and tell me what time. That's it. That's it. And I really appreciate it. Of course. You do. Uh, so, you know, we're starting to, to wind up here. We've talked about some really cool, deep things. Mm-hmm. I did cry. I t- I didn't want to cry in my first podcast, but I cried. That's okay. They'll, they'll um, know what's coming. It's okay. So I just wanted to, first off, say a little thank you. This is for you. Ooh, thank you. Thank you for coming out here today. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know how busy you are. And listen, I know you'd do anything in the world for me, but I want to say thank you for for taking your time to come out here and help me with my first podcast. I I'm hope excited. it's the first of many. Yeah, me too. And uh, I'm super excited about it. So Dan Nathanson, by the way, the best mortgage lender in the world. Dan Nathanson with Preferred Rate, your mortgage man, Dan. Uh, you got to reach out to him, refinancing, buying a home, just questions. My brother will take the time to explain stuff to you, even if you don't hire him. Listen, I, I had a great, and, and look, I guess I'll break my arm, pat myself on the back. I had a great conversation with a couple of people yesterday who reached out to me to get a mortgage. And 
my solution to their problem was don't get a mortgage. I love that. Right? I mean, I don't love that. Right. Because it doesn't help pay the bills. Correct. But I love that, man. Yeah. Listen, because doing the right thing is the right thing. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I can help in all 50 states, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, dude. No, thank you. So I really appreciate you being here. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Man. I might not say that to every, to every guest. Mm, I may. You might. But I love you, man. Thank you. I really appreciate you being here, doing this with me, helping me start my journey. So I want to say thank you, everyone, for watching Food, Family, and Philanthropy. So please remember to like, follow, and share. And please, please, please leave a five-star review because I was told that that's important. That's important. I don't really understand why yet, but I was told that's, that's important. important. So you do that on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please, I really appreciate it. And I just want to say again, thank you so much for tuning in to my first episode of Food, Family, and Philanthropy. philanthropy.